In this episode of Did You Hear, the Johnson County Library Foundation chats about our Stay Home and Read a Book Ball on June 8th. Then, Youth Services Librarian Christina Larkins pops by with children's book illustrator Bob Kolar to talk about his latest book, Hey Ho to Mars We Go. And if that wasn't enough, Greg Windsor and Allison Schwartz talk teen fiction for adults. And our host Dave Carson celebrates book groups. Welcome to another edition of Did You Hear, the Johnson County Library podcast, where we talk about what we recommend and also what's happening. And one event that is coming up is the Stay Home and Read a Book Ball. And that is happening a Saturday, June the 8th. And I have two Stephanies and an Amy to talk about it. Let's go around the table. Hi, I'm Amy Field. I'm a web content developer here at the library, and I also do our social media. Hi, and I'm Stephanie Stolsteimer. I work as the executive director of the Johnson County Library Foundation, and just am so excited to be here to talk about stay at home and read a book ball. And I'm Steph New, also with the foundation office, and thanks so much for having us. Let's talk about the the who, what, where, when, why, um, and uh, you know maybe the why is the best place to begin. Why do we do this event? Well, we we do this stay at home and read a book ball because it's an excellent complement to the other fundraising that we do. So the foundation's mission is to raise funds for resources for the Johnson County Library, funds that otherwise the library um, may not have to provide different initiatives and programs and um, supplies. And uh, we are thrilled to fundraise for the library. Sure, so that's an excellent why. Mm-hmm. So the what? What what the heck is a, a stay-at-home reading book? I, I get the part about stay-at-home. You're staying at home and there's a book. But how is, it, how is it a ball? How is this a big celebration? Well, it's a really fun and unique event that you don't have to attend. Um, you have the opportunity to stay home and read or listen to a book and make a donation to support the library. Um, introverts really love this type of event because you do get to stay home. Um, this summer, um, you s- mentioned the date is Saturday, June 8th. We invite you to curl up with a book of your choice. Uh, maybe it's in your hammock in your backyard, by the pool, at the park. Maybe you're on vacation. Wherever you are on June 8th, we just encourage you to take some time, read a book, and make a gift to support the library. Well, so uh, I'm, I'm holding this bookmark in my hand, and it's very colorful and lovely. And on the back, I see that there are some instructions on how to do this, just in case you, you need a little guidance. So number one, choose a book. Number two, get comfortable at home. Number three, share your uh, reading selfies and use the hashtag JokoBookBall. And number four, make a donation if you like. And that can be done at jokolibraryfoundation.org slash donate. Let's talk a little bit more about the the, the number three, the, the share your reading selfies. Yeah, so that's where I come in. This is Amy. And uh, like I mentioned earlier, I do social media for the library. And I also help out with the foundation and the friends of the library social media. So the Stay Home and Read a Book Ball is a non-event event. event. Uh, Like Steph mentioned, introverts love it, extroverts love it. You can do whatever you want to with this event. And what's been really fun over the past few years is seeing the inventiveness. People decide to, you know, do whatever they want to with this event in terms of what they wear, what they read, where they read, who they read with. Um, One of the most fun memories I have from a couple years ago 
is someone posted about um, the dog that they were curled up reading with. And then a bunch of other people saw that and uh, started posting pictures of their, you know, furry or scaly (laughs) reading buddies. So we had bunnies and cats and dogs and all sorts of uh, pets that people were reading with that day. It is kind of interesting, the creativity that's involved in taking your selfies. I I remember, I don't know if it was last year, uh, but uh, one of our librarians that is our six by six coordinator, Bradley Deberg, he uh, dressed up in a tuxedo. I remember that, and I remember <laughs> one year he also he dressed up in the fanciest pajamas I have ever seen. Oh my! And took a selfie. <laughs> so yeah, we get people dressing up or just showing off, you know, the comfy things that they're wearing. Or a lot of kids, um, families with kids, uh, do dress up, um, you know, in whatever Halloween costumes are maybe still around, um, and take pictures of, uh, of of those fun outfits and. When we say you have to share your selfies, of course, you don't have to share a selfie. That's where taking pictures of your dog or your kids or the book that you're reading comes in. But so many people do take uh, a, a selfie, but just show yourself or have somebody uh, take a photo of you um, reading your book and just enjoying a book um, in the, the comfort of your own home. And you can stage it however you like. But once again, we would like you to use the hashtag JokoBookBall so that everyone can see that. And what a great way to make this interactive and fun. Yeah, it is a lot of fun. And just the play through Facebook and Twitter is is great to see all the pictures that are shared. Um, and really, um, with the donation piece, too, it's um, maybe think in terms of what you would have spent on a ticket to go to an actual event or maybe a new outfit for an event or a babysitter. Um, no gift is really too small to support this. And I just wanted to mention, too, Dave, that all donations for this event benefit the summer reading program for the Johnson County Library. I I love that Steph put that in um, because, for example, if you give $25, that will buy basically five books for the summer reading program. It'll go straight to the kiddos who are participating in summer reading so they can avoid the summer slide and keep their brains going strong. And so the stay at home and read a book ball in June, uh, in June 8th, it's early summer. And we just think it's a great dovetail with the summer reading program. So oh, yeah. we're really excited about people to make a make a donation, $25, $50 buys 10 books, $100 uh, buys 20 books. So um, go ahead and give and share your selfies. And it's super, super fun. Yeah. And I, I just love the names that you've given for these different levels of support. So with $25, it's the bedtime story. For $50, it's paperback. For $100, it's classic. $250, hardcover. 500 bestseller, uh, 1,500 reading room, 3,000 rare book. I, I just love that. That's that's really uh, library theme, uh, themed, and uh, it's very nice. I like that. Well, and Dave, you can um, pick up your own bookmark at any one of our 14 branches, share with your book groups. Um, we have them available in all the branches, so stop by when you pick up your summer reading book and grab a bookmark. And I wanted to add one more thing, and that is each year we are fortunate enough to have an honorary author host. And Who is this, it this year, year? Yeah, this year, thanks for asking, is <laughs> Shane Evans. And Shane is a local award-winning author and illustrator. Uh, primarily with children's books. We're so fortunate to have uh, Shane on board as our honorary author host and look for some fun interaction to come as the event gets closer with Shane. 
And uh, so he's not just an author, he's an award-winning author. Yes. And so um, it mentions on your handy bookmark that uh, Shane's books include uh, We March, uh, Underground, Lulu's Dream, and uh, Chocolate Me. So those are available in our catalog, jocolibrary.org. Um, once again, the name of the event is Stay Home and Read a Book Ball. It's Saturday, June the 8th, and it's your opportunity to support the Johnson County Library, and we hope that this is a fun way for you to interact with a little bit of fundraising. Can't wait to see your selfies that day. At the library, we know the only thing as enjoyable as a good book is talking about it. Not the chatty type? Here's a tip. Check out our silent book group. We have book groups at every one of our locations and options for afternoons or evenings to fit your schedule. We even have a book and barbecue club as well as our foodie book club and edible discussion. Check out all of your options at jocolibrary.org slash bookgroups. Welcome back to Did You Hear? One event that is coming up is Meet the Illustrator. Hey ho, to Mars we'll go with Bob Kohler. And Bob is here with us today. So hello, Bob. Hello. And we also have a youth services librarian. Why don't you introduce yourself? Hi, my name is Christina Larkins and I work at Corinth Library. Great. Uh, Christina, how do you know Bob? I. It's a funny story. I actually went to the Art Institute nearby, and he was teaching a class there. Oh, really? I did not know that. <laughs> Christine was one of my star students. <laughs> oh, wow. That's that's fascinating. And so uh, we have you to thank for, for bringing Bob to, to the library for, for this event? I'm sure somebody would have booked him if I did not. He has an awesome space themed book and as you guys know summer reading is a universe of stories right everything is awesome and out of this world right <laughs> and, and you got to just love the space theme right uh, as an illustrator is that one of the most fun things for you to to tackle space has been uh, kind of a major theme in a, lot, in a number of my books and I think it's because I was I grew up in the 60s and okay. space was it yeah you know it, we we watched you know, the, our TV and watch them land on the moon and watch them take off. And space was, ha it was really happening then. And, and it was a big part of all of our lives. Wow. And, but, but not kids in your book. There are kids going to space. Well, <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> that just felt like a lead balloon <laughs> from space falling to earth <laughs> are we gonna do another do-over <laughs> no 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 we'll keep going so um i i wanted to to do uh, a a quick read through of what this event is so it's it's meet the illustrator hey ho to mars we'll go with bob kohler uh it says we'll read uh bob kohler's new book hey ho to mars we'll go it's based on a simple little rhyme that is about a big, complicated idea. We'll talk about Mars and how humans might get there one day. Then we can each draw our own spaceships, best for ages six and up. Um, and it's presented by Bob Kohler, an author, artist, designer, and teacher. He's illustrated 33 children's books and written six 
two of which became animated TV shows, and his work appears on toys, puzzles, clothing, and other fun stuff for kids. Wow. Okay. Sounds impressive. It does. <laughs> and so that explains why we have Bob at uh, the Corinth Library on Friday, May the 31st from 10 to 11 a.m., but that's not all. Also, Friday, June the 7th at Gardner from 10 to 11 a.m. That's not all. Saturday, June the 8th from 10 to 11 a.m. at Blue Valley. Then, later that day, 1 to 2 p.m. at Shawnee. And then, if that's not enough, Tuesday, June the 11th, 10.30 to 11.30 a.m. at the Central Resource Library. Wow! Sounds like a lot, doesn't it? It it does. And I I can just imagine all the little smiling kid faces you're going to see. And I can't wait to see all the rocket ships. Um, I'm hoping that there's some way that we can get some of those to uh, post on our website, jokolibrary.org. Well, um, so tell us about this book. Um, The author is uh, Susan Lendreth. Mm-hmm. How did she uh, recruit you for this, or was this a collaboration? How did how did this happen? Well, uh, the way most books come out, they start with the publisher who bought the manuscript and then sent it to me and asked me if I would consider doing it. And I loved the idea, and uh, and I said yes, and Fan- that's how it came about. Fan- fantastic. Uh, how would you describe your style? How would I describe my style? Yeah, uh, um, since this is not a visual medium, <laughs> um, Christine and I each are holding uh, copies of the book in ooh, our, our ah. hand. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's it's very attractive. On the front cover, oh, there's nice. um, a little uh, um, moon rover, I'd say. What would you call no, it? That's, call that it. is the Mars lander. That's the Mars yeah. lander. Okay. You have to get mm-hmm. this right. Okay. And... Inside, there, let's see, there's three windows on the front, and uh, there are four children. Those are astronauts. Astronaut children. Um, and we've got the red planet in the background. So mm-hmm. right away, you know you're in for a universe of stories, right? It is an absolutely fun vibrant book filled with lots of exciting colors and illustrations. Your kids are going to love it. And on top of that, it rhymes. Who doesn't love a good rhyming book? So it's a bunch of fun to not only learn and read about space, but to also enjoy that fun rhythm. And on top of that, you guys should check out the book because there are lots of neat little facts hidden throughout it as well. So lots of conversation topics to be had. And something that Bob and I were chatting about when I first offered this opportunity was how do you get everything right when you're trying to illustrate space? There must be so much research involved. Well, NASA has a great website (laughs) (laughs) and all their information is public since we've paid for it all. Uh, And we did want it to be, you know, yes, it's, it's, it's a fiction book. We'd have, no one's really gone to Mars yet that we know of. So, it 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 it's, is is fiction, but we wanted it to be as realistic as possible. So so I did work. Actually, I even worked with with somebody from NASA, who looked at my drawings and verified that yeah, that kind of looks correct. 
like could be like that. Was there anything so, that they were like, this is absolutely outlandish? Never would well, that happen in space. Well, it was funny. There were only a couple little changes that they made, and 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 they both had to do with with my 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 girl astronauts. Um, they didn't like the way I, I had gravity affecting their hair. And oh, so really? I had to redraw their hair to make it look like it was actually in zero gravity. Cool. And they, I had, I had little rosy cheeks on my girls, and uh, they, they said there is no makeup in space. Oh, so I wouldn't have known. Apparently, they, <laughs> they, they get pretty restrictive on what you can put in your carry-on. <laughs> oh, that's that's fantastic. And and uh, what one thing that Christina had just mentioned the the kind of little. Um, asides that are in here. So you've, you've got the um, main narrative of the book. So uh, lock helmets into place, lock helmets into place. Hey ho, to Mars we'll go, lock helmets into place. Uh, but the little aside is the air on Mars is too thin for people to breathe. You will have to carry your oxygen with you in a spacesuit. I just love that because it's a practical guide for when we actually go up to Mars. Well, and the, the little notes, I think, are what, what I, I refer to as the things that make parents seem smart. Yeah. Because the parents <laughs> will read the book to them, and then they can say, let's tell these little 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 side notes to their children as if they know, know something about space. And oh, suddenly the great. kids just want to talk about how mm-hmm. there's no air in space. And mm-hmm. so it's a wonderful way to start conversations. And on top of that, you are right. Parents mm-hmm. get the added bonus of sounding smart. Did I mention this is in our catalog that you can check out at jocolibrary.org? Yes, it is. And, uh, you, and you know, if, if you're curious about the art that we're talking about, you can just, just Google Bob Kohler or, or Hey Ho, To Mars We Go and, and just uh, do a, a Google image search and you can see some of these uh, uh, great pieces of, of art. Um, I want to talk a little bit about the, the process. So you know, how, how do you create these little astronauts that are walking around on the surface of uh, Mars? I, uh, I am fully digital. And so these are all created in a program called Adobe Illustrator. And I, I start out digital. I start right into on the computer, and I, I just start sketching. And they turn into, the, into illustrations. So do the, uh, the, the, the children, do they, they take on um, a personality? And that kind of lets you know kind of just their, their mannerisms and things like that? Or? Well, I tried to have, I have a diverse little crew that, that is on this mission, and uh, they don't really say anything, um, but they do do some things, and, and I tried to put a little bit of personality. I have one of them who, he's kind of, he he's probably more of my nerdy character, and he, he's reading Rocket Science Magazine, um, <laughs> and in one point he's reading Rocket Science Magazine number one, and, and later on in the, in the voyage he's like on number 17 or something like that to, to imply how, uh, how much time it takes to get there. Um, Can you tell which ones are which when um, they're um, in, in their full um, space garb where the, the, the visor of the helmet is opaque, and so you can't really see their faces. So who's doing what? Well, I know. Well, who, who are the, who are the leaders secret. of this crew? Well, you'll just have to figure out who's the leader. Ah, uh, okay, yeah. So that, that, that is a fair response. <laughs> Um, so, 
this book, uh, as you mentioned, uh, Christina, it is available in our um, catalog, and the description is, explore the science behind a trip to Mars from launch to landing on the red planet. Set uh, set to the tune of The Farmer in the Dell, this jaunty journey follows five adorable bobbled head astronauts as they learn how to bathe in zero gravity, grow veggies in space, and enter the, uh, entertain themselves uh, on a six-month trip. Wow, that's really fun. So did Susan... Well, I'm sorry? There are four astronauts. There are four? Oh... Imagine that. A mistake. <laughs> wow. That, that's interesting. Yeah. It does say five adorable astronauts here. Oh, okay. weird. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's on. <laughs> well, so. Plot thickens. So, so how, somebody where is the, the fifth astronaut? The hatch didn't get closed. <laughs> so it was based on a song. So, so how much was given to you? Um, for for the book, did just just the song, or or were there some kind of uh, I I don't know d- directions as far as what types of scenes? Did you do that independently, or, or did you? Well, there was there was a back and forth because there, there's a logical progression in this book. You know, uh-huh. they blast off sure. and then they have to dock to with another ship out that's that is already being built out in space, which is how they think they'll do it, since it takes a big ship to get there. Um, and it takes a lot of power to launch a big ship. So the idea is that they're going to build it out in space. They'll dock up to it, and then they will fly to Mars, and then they'll have to have another ship that will land on Mars and then get back to the original ship and then come back. Wow. Um, and, in you know, it was explained to me how it was going to work. Uh, I had detailed explanation from the author, even though this is a very simple text and a very, 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 you know, simple child nursery rhyme. Right. Um, there's there's some pretty complicated science behind it all that I kind of had to, I had to try to get right. Yeah. Wow. That's fantastic. But you've made it really fun and accessible to kids. Like, I have tons of kids who come into the library, and when we talk about space, I pull out this book along with a number of other ones, and they are just blown away by how easy it is to understand your illustrations, but how complex it is. There, I mean, there's literal rockets and rovers and Mars going on and all sorts of other crazy cool things, and the kids get it because you have done a great job illustrating this complex idea. And, and another thing I really like about this book is it's it's kind of like space where there's no up, there's no up or down, <laughs> and so you have to turn the book around to to read uh, some of the text sometimes because I'm, I'm glad you caught that. Yes, <laughs> yes the minute they, the minute they leave the atmosphere, I'm a, it's I'm it's, a very it's, advanced it's, reader. It starts to uh, starts to turn around. And, yeah, and then it, it gets once once they get back on land on Mars, then it gets settled again, and the, the text is right side up. And there's a really fun scene where they're uh, using zero gravity and 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 throwing their socks around, and <laughs> I think that that's that's so fun. Well, the, just getting used to zero gravity, I think, is one of the most exciting kind of thoughts for for kids. And in researching this, I was 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 reading about astronauts who actually have spent a lot of time in space and then they come back and they have lots of dropsies 
where where they will just like let go of a coffee cup. Oh, and, and it just it falls onto the ground, and and they're used to like letting go of something, and it just stays right there. Um, so yeah, the idea of zero gravity is a is a very fun idea, and I think most kids really kind of would have fun with that one. Wow, that's neat. So, thirty three other books. Oh my goodness. Uh, so, uh, do you want to mention any of your other books that? Uh, you know, uh, maybe that are somewhat related to this um, or um, similar. Uh, would, would you say that your style, is your style, does it vary from book to book? Well, I, I like to think of style as something that I, that I come up with for every story. Okay. Um, I, I, I think people say I have a style. It's, it's kind of animated. It's, got, it's graphic. Um, it's playful. Um, but I, I, I don't think too much about the style. I try to think about the book and the manuscript and what what best images would serve that manuscript. Um, I have done recently. I've done some more realistic things. Uh, I've been been on a kind of a nonfiction thing where I've been did, did, did a book recently called 101 Dinosaurs. Okay. And it's followed by 101 Trucks, which are all dinosaur and truck fans. Place your holds now. <laughs> it's good. And I have a new one coming out this fall called Give Me Back My Bones, which is, um, is about a pirate skeleton that gets scattered in the, in the ocean, and he has to assemble himself, reassemble himself just in time for Halloween. Wow. And right now I'm currently working on the sequel to, to Hey Ho, To Mars Will Go. <gasps> oh, really? Um, I, I don't want to spoil anything, but can you give us any... Any uh, clues? What well, we we're, we're, we're digging into paleontology this time. Oh, okay. Wow, that sounds really exciting. Well, I think everyone that's going to attend this event is going to have a good time, and you get to draw your own rocket ship, so that's pretty cool. Um, maybe you would even get some um, art tips from Mr. Bob Kohler, and uh, I think that's worth the, the, the trip alone. Once again, it's Meet the Illustrator, Hey Ho to Mars Will Go with Bob Kohler, and a number of locations, a number of times, at a location that is most convenient to you. And uh, you can check our website, jocolibrary.org slash events. And um, while you're there, check out everything that we have uh, that's based on our summer reading theme, which is a universe of stories. Welcome back to the Did You Hear podcast. We are ready to recommend all kinds of greatness. And to do so, we bring in our very special friend, Greg Windsor, our reader's advisory librarian. And he always has something up his sleeve. Uh, this time, he has brought in a guest to talk about teen fiction for adults. Is that a thing? That is absolutely a thing, Dave. Uh, first of all, I'd like to introduce my guest, Allison. Welcome aboard. Hello. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, and what you do here at the library? So I'm an assistant branch manager, and I'm going to be working at the new Lenexa Library that's opening on June 2nd. Ooh. Congratulations. Are you excited? It's the the Very luxury excited. library of the entire system. The yeah. library of the future. <laughs> 
It's a gorgeous new building, and we offer a lot of different services that aren't available at different branches. So that's very exciting too. Great. Now I brought you here to ask, kind of through the. I'm sure this is you've been uh, busy uh, preparing for the this new branch to open. What kinds of things have you been reading recently, uh, or have you had time to read with all, everything going on? Well, I kind of make the time, and I also am a huge fan of audiobooks because I have a bit of a commute. Um, so I lately have been reading um, Shout by, I googled her name to see how you should cor- correctly pronounce it, Lori Haltz Anderson. Yes, she's <laughs> one of, uh, she's one of the, the, the giants of YA literature. She mm. is, yes. And tell us about Shout. So um, it's kind of an autobiography, and she details why she wrote Speak, um, her different life experiences, and how she's dealt with trauma, how um, she's done public appearances um, about Speak, and how she's kind of been forced to censor herself, which is really interesting. Really? Now, now did, have you read Speak, uh, this other book is from by her as well? I did, yes. Okay. Um, and that's a very pivotal book in the teen fiction world. Now, do you, as an adult, we assume that you're an adult, right? <laughs> yeah. I just play one on TV. There you go. Yeah. Or, or on the podcast. Feel free to yeah. smack him, Alex. Absolutely. <laughs> I usually do two or three times each and time he it's comes probably, by for our podcast. It's, it's probably very needed. But uh, <laughs> as far as reading, as an adult reading YA literature, did you grow up reading this type of YA literature uh, or did you come to it as an adult? Kind of came to it as an adult, I guess my freshman year in college. So technically an adult, not sure. really. Um, and I think there is a lot of stigma attached to adults reading teen fiction, even though it addresses a lot of themes that are addressed in adult fiction. Um, I think in a more digestible way without a lot of heavy descriptions about the color of people's shirts and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Also, YA is, from my experience, kind of deals with a lot of firsts, right? You know, first love, first relationship, first sexual experience, first, you know, college, first, you know, kind of taking those steps into the adult world. Definitely, yeah. Um, and I think it's important to break down the stigmas. Uh, when I was a teen librarian um, a few years ago, there were a lot of adults that entered the teen space and wanted to browse, but they kind of acted shameful about it or, you know, acted like, oh, I'm looking for this book for my daughter. But, you know, it's very possible that they were taking that home to read themselves. So, yes. Um, yeah. And I think what I found really interesting was I studied in London for a semester and um, I took a class on English Lit and it was a requirement to read the first Harry Potter book because it's a matter of national pride. Of course. And um, I learned that there's two different covers for Harry Potter, an adult cover and a children's cover. Oh, that's interesting. And that was um, kind of created by the publisher because people were reading it on the tube and they were embarrassed by the children's cover. So, so how, how do they differ? Um, I'm not sure I remember. <laughs> um, I think the children's cover is more cartoonish looking. Sure. Okay. And um, just the font on the adult uh-huh. cover looks more mature. So yeah. it looks like you're reading an adult book. Um, so that's really interesting. That kind of magnified the stigma for me. Absolutely. And uh, here uh, in, in this country, when you have uh, books like Shouts by Laurie Hill Sanderson, mm-hmm. kind of a crossover, um, thinking of also like the Hunger Games type uh, m- uh, books that were originally made for like a, a t- YA or a teen mm-hmm. market that's crossed over into the adult market. Do you feel that stigma is still there for patrons? Or do you think that 
this, it's socially acceptable to kind of read those those books? I think it's becoming more acceptable. And I also think that um, it provides sort of a conversation starter between teens and their parents. I've definitely seen teens come in with their mom and they both take out you know, separate copies of the book and they'll read it together. And that kind of bridges a discussion for them um, because it'll address sometimes, especially realistic fiction, mature themes that they might not necessarily bring up on their own. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of I find it interesting because the young adult genre is traditionally seen as a bridge between kind of middle grade or kind of the J section of the library and the grown-up section of the library, the adult section. Instead of some transitory place, it's really a, a bridge to ma- kind of between maybe generations or, or, or yeah. conversations and kind of elicit those types of discussions that maybe uh, an adult book that may not be able to foster as well or a children's book. It definitely is. And I also think it falls into the category of library buzzword or buzz phrase, new adult, um, oh. where I saw a lot of um, you know, 19, 20-year-olds coming back to the teen room to browse some teen fiction um, because they couldn't really quite relate to adult fiction yet. Sure. Um, but there are, you know, there's kind of crossover books like... Um, Rainbow Rowell. Rainbow, yes. Yeah. Uh, like the attachments and the um, Eleanor and uh, Park. Yes. Yeah, that is Eleanor and Park is a stone cold classic. Can you recommend some other uh, young adult books that you've read that's resonated with you? Right now, I'm in the middle of Dig by A.S. King, and I love her as an author. Um, she really, she gets very creative. She writes a lot of magic realism. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know what happens yet, so I can't really summarize the book, but it's all these different teens um, that are related, and they're leading separate lives, and there's been a family falling out. And I assume that they're all going to come together um, toward the end. Um, but... I, it also addresses a lot of adult themes. Um, there's, you know, there's different um, controversial things that some people might find objectionable, but I think are important to discuss. Absolutely. Um, I noticed that. Do you think that young adult is a is a genre, is an area where kind of controversial topics can be broached for the first time and discussed? They can be. Um, but not always. I mean, there are lighthearted romances like Sarah Dessen. Sure. Um, but I also find it interesting, too, that, you know, some teens are interested in true crime and it might be hard for them to um, delve into a true crime book that's written for adults, like mm-hmm. something like um, I'll Be Gone in the Dark by Michelle McNamara. Yes. But then there are teen crime fiction um, books like... Um, the Ripper series, or trying a blank on some more. <laughs> That's okay. I remember but, it's one of those things when I was, uh, I'm marking myself as an old person, but when I was, uh, when I was, there was no YA. So there is, there was no kind of, um, you went right from Beverly Clearly to Stephen King. There was uh-huh. no mm-hmm. kind of intermediate, then you just had to kind of catch up and, and, and go as you go along. Uh, for a lot of people who needed those, those bridges, mm-hmm. uh, YA is there to support them in whatever genre you want. Yeah, and I think there's also authors that serve as bridges because they delve into um, young adult fiction and adult fiction, such as Neil Gaiman or um, James Patterson, of course. Well, he's written pretty much every section of the library. He's got a book. (laughs) 
Well, and why not? Yes, <laughs> and why not? You know, yes. he's, he's pretty good at what he does, and he likes libraries a lot. Yeah. Um, but I think regardless of what interests a teen has or an adult has, um, they can find that in the adult section or the teen section. Um, you know, if there's a strong in- interest in history, there's some great historical fiction. Oh, yes. Um, that can really, instead of being like a dry history lesson, incorporating it into some kind of narrative can really ignite interest in a teen, um, such as there's a book called Audacity about the Triangle Shirtwaist Fire. Ooh, yes. Um, and women's rights. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, delivered in an academic setting, they might have zero interest, but once you work in some characters and some action. And some drama, you could really bring history to life and kind of find a a new and interesting way to engage a new generation into some of those social questions, those history questions, those cultural questions that uh, adults are still struggling with. Exactly. And it also might strengthen a connection between um, a mother or a mother and child um, if if the parent has an interest in that topic. And then they could recommend that and read that together. So, Allison, when you're not uh, either appearing on our podcast or being awesome over at Lenexa, right. what do you like to do? Do you like to do uh, other podcasts as well? One of my hobbies is um, I have my own podcast. It's called The Goth Librarian Podcast, and it covers true crime, haunted places, and dark parts of history. Um, one of my favorite episodes, I believe, is episode six. Um, it's called A Cure for Whatever Ails You, and it covers different um, cure-all quack medicine throughout oh, the ages. Interesting. I'm looking forward to hear that. I, I, I've heard the uh, Haunted Restaurants uh, episode. Yeah. It's very good, very good. Enjoy yes. it quite a bit. So, Allison, can you can you come back sometime and talk to us about some of your uh, your wonderful goth discoveries in our in the Johnson County Library? I would love to. Is Lenexa Library going to be haunted by chance? <laughs> I think the building might be a little bit too new to be haunted, but okay. we'll see. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. For more episodes of Did You Hear, go to the Johnson County Library website jocolibrary.org slash did you hear.